Welcome to Your Pathways to Wealth, where Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian are on a mission to bring clarity to the world of finances. Together, they bring a wealth of knowledge to help you uncover a way to simplify your financial life. Join Charlie and Peter and their guest experts as they venture to help you preserve what you've built and enjoy what you've earned. Now, let's talk wealth. When it comes to building an investment portfolio, the generally accepted model is 60-40, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Is that allocation still relevant? Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian have some thoughts. I'm Patrice Sikora, and I'm curious about those thoughts, gentlemen. Charlie, talk to me. Well, Patrice, I think as the economy adjusts to or continues to adjust to high interest rates and stubborn inflation, investing experts and, and clients, matter of fact, Peter and I got an email probably two weeks ago from a client referencing this whole 60-40 debate, meaning you know, 60% of your investments go in stocks for growth and the remaining 40% in bonds to protect against losses. So again, this is nothing new, but I think because of last year and rising interest rates, people are questioning, does 60-40 still work? And Peter and I are here to say, absolutely it works, but there are some caveats just like everything else in investing. So, Peter, I'm just curious, why do you think so many clients are starting to question us now about 60-40? Well, again, I think it's always comes down to the media and the media always has the headlines, especially most recently that the 60-40 is dead. And a big part of that has to do with the performance of fixed income last year. I mean, fixed income last year was down anywhere from 13 to 20% plus, depending on the type of fixed income on the longer end. And I think this is where we want to dig a little bit deeper and get a little more granular. I was going to say, Peter, interest rates are coming up though. Correct. So, you know, from our perspective, and and this is important as an investor and as a client, when you utilize fixed income within a portfolio, you have to really understand its role within the portfolio. And what is it meant to do? You know, fixed income primarily in the way we manage portfolios is to manage risk, not so much to look for appreciation based on where interest rates are going. And so what I mean by that is if you stay very short term, which is what we look to do because we're looking to preserve capital for our clients, then you're actually riding that upward trend when rates are going up and really not taking the brunt of the hit in that type of environment versus a traditional 60-40 portfolio tends to look at more intermediate to long-term bonds, which tend to go anywhere from 15 years to 30 years. And so any one percentage point change, meaning a 1% move in interest rates could mean a decline in value of fixed income of anywhere to 4 to 6% in value. Hmm. Charlie? Yeah, and it's so important. I think you know there are common mistakes that investors seem to make over and over again, and and sometimes it's not because of their own maybe not really knowing the right way to position a bond portfolio, but it's what they read in the media. And to Peter's point, it's so important that fixed income is there solely, solely to reduce volatility. We as investors and advisors, we expect volatility in equities. And we accept it because we get a greater return for that risk. In fixed income, you don't 
nor do you want volatility. The whole idea is to create stability. And that's where people get in trouble. And that's why these people that write is 60, 40 dead. It's because they went on the long yield, long side of the bond curve. And that's why they lost significantly significant dollars. And the, the other point about fixed income versus equity in a portfolio, when you have fixed income and it goes down, most, especially if it's in a, you know, a bond fund, what happens is most times, if not all times, you don't recoup those losses. Hmm. Where equity, not only do you recoup, you probably make more money as the markets start to recover. So it's really important to understand if you're going to build a 60-40 portfolio or any type of portfolio with fixed income, it's always about staying short-term. And that short-term always, uh, always, that short-term creates liquidity. So in the event of 2022, when the market was down 20% plus, and now all of a sudden you didn't plan for some expenses that were coming up, you don't want to pull from the equity portfolio. You want to pull from your fixed income portfolio. And if you stay short-term, that creates bank-like liquidity. And that's so vitally important for really anybody that's looking to grow, preserve their wealth, and really be able to react to unexpected costs that may occur in their own in their own life. What about events in the world? I mean, yes, you're talking short term, but are you constantly evaluating, changing, moving? How are you managing this? On, on the fixed income side, really is very simple. Let's take equities out of the equation. On the fixed income side, you know, if we stay if we stay one year to two years, it really doesn't matter. Especially if we're doing treasuries, and I know people are saying, "Yeah, it's easy to say that now," and it's five foot point four percent. But again, when we buy fixed income, yield is irrelevant to us. It's irrelevant. It's safety. So, regardless of what happens around the world, if we stay one to two years. It's really not going to impact our fixed income portfolios really at all. And and again, I think that's a big mistake that, that people tend to make. And, and I think that's a great point. If you really look back and, you know, when I started in the business 25 plus years ago and, and Charlie, even beyond that, you, oh, you come always, on, I'm not that old. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But um, and so w- what you would always hear is, is, is the client a fixed income investor or are they an equity investor? And you always tend to, to hear that part of it. And what you end up realizing is everyone got very comfortable in the late 70s, even early 80s. You had interest rates, treasuries paying 10 plus percent. You had uh, bank CDs paying you know, double digits and so on. And everyone became, when I say everyone, those that were in fixed income truly relied on that interest payment. And they got very comfortable and said, I'm not going to look anywhere else. I know whatever money I'm putting in, I'm going to receive that back in an interest payment. But what they failed to realize is interest rates had a very, very long decline and over 20 plus 30 years and ultimately, they were sort of forcing themselves into a corner. And Charlie, to Charlie's point, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but the reality is what ended up happening is a lot of people sort of forced themselves, investors, that is, if they were considered a fixed income investor, to go longer term, to search for the yield. And in, in the fixed income market, it's pretty clear. Interest rates are where they are, and the Fed pretty much declares where they are. 
And so if the paying, if banks are paying half a percent, if treasuries are paying 1%, you know, a couple of years ago, that's where safe money is. And so the further you deviate from that, you go from a 1% where the Fed rate is at the time, and you're looking for a bond that's paying six, seven, eight percent And Charlie, how many times and how many people have we met where we would say, how are you getting that six or 7% interest payment? And the reality is they didn't understand the risk associated when we really know where safe assets are and what they're declared. Yeah, and there are so many bond funds out there. We're not going to name, we're not going to name them, but just take for granted there are so many bond funds out there that offer that high yield. Those are the same bond funds that were down twenty to thirty five percent in twenty twenty two. So again, you have to peel back the layers. You have to understand what you're earn, what you're owning, and if you're getting a higher return than the market, well, obviously you're taking more risk. And is the risk really worth it? And and those are the things we need to look at. But but let's shift focus now to the equity side because again, it's not you know it's not one size fits all. It's it, it's really just like you can make mistakes on the fixed income side, you can also make mistake uh, mistakes on the sixty percent of the equity side. So for us, we're much more on the passive side, and and life couldn't be any simpler for an investor. And and again, I bang my head against the wall. Why? Investors won't just keep it really simple. You buy a bunch of index funds to make up the 60%. You buy short-term bond funds to make up the 40%. Call it a day and enjoy your life. But no, people want to make up the 60% of their equity stuff, maybe with some crypto, maybe with one or two stocks that dominate the portfolio, or some other kind of sexy risk type of investments. And that's where the 60-40 kind of gets in trouble and why not everybody will experience the same results in owning a 60-40 portfolio. But if you want to keep it so simple, enjoy your life. And I'm going to talk about some returns in a second. Just just keep it really simple. I mean, Warren Buffett said the greatest portfolio for most people is 60% S&P 500 and 40% T-bills. <laughs> and, and the returns are there, which, which we'll get to in a second. And Peter, I think the third part that people make mistakes in the 60-40 is they think you said it and forget it. That's so not the case. We may be passive investors when it comes to passive investments like index funds, but we're active in the things that we do within the portfolio to make it very efficient. Peter, you want to talk a little bit about that? Certainly. So, you know, a big part of managing risk is creating that balance between, in this instance, 60% equities, 40% fixed income. And as we all know, markets move at different you know, pace. And so equities may be up 15%, fixed income may be flat and so on. And it's very important, it's critical to rebalance, to keep that 60-40 intact. And what you simply do in that scenario is you would sell equities where one may question at the time, why would you sell something that's doing so good uh, and purchase and rebalance into fixed income to create that risk profile that remains constant and consistent? And, and a big part of that has to do with what is the role of equities versus fixed income in the portfolio? And once again, just to reiterate, if we're looking for appreciation, we rely on equities to provide that appreciation and that's the purpose in the portfolio. Fixed income in the way we manage for our clients is for preservation of capital. And that's the role it serves. It's not to create appreciation. And when you really distinguish the two, 
it becomes very clear how this 60-40 portfolio will actually work in your favor versus not. Uh, yeah. And on that 60%, again, we can't forget about diversification as we're alluding to. So you have to be just as diversified in a 60% equity portfolio as you are in a 20% equity portfolio, 100% equity portfolio, because at the end of the day, when you combine diversification with short-term fixed income, that's what's going to mute volatility. And there's a psychological component to this as well. Now, obviously, if you're 20 years old, you're not going to buy a 60, you're not going to build a 60-40 portfolio because you have so many years uh, to retirement, it probably wouldn't make sense. But if you're 60 or 70 years old, there's that psychological component of you know, sleeping well at night. And the more volatility that you have, the probably more sleepless nights that are going to happen, especially when you stop getting a paycheck from whatever work you're doing. And now your paycheck is your portfolio. You know, and just to give you an example, you know, our friends in, in our past podcast, and I was looking at some of their statistics on these portfolios. And this is where people, again, you know, when markets are up, everybody gets what I call beer muscles. Like they think they can win every fight and all of a sudden they'll take on more risk. But what happens when you have a bad year and, you know, even like 2008, you know, hundred percent equity portfolio was down 47%, 47%. Now imagine you're retired and you're thinking about how do I get through the next 20 to 30 years of my life? And now all of a sudden I'm down 47% of my portfolio. You may never recover from that. Now take the 60-40 portfolio in the same year it was down 22%. That's half, more than half of, of a 100% equity portfolio. So again, understand your risk tolerance and don't only look at the upside, but understand what the downside we're taking significantly less risk than the overall market. Granted, the 100% portfolio during that time period was 9.5%, but you had to put up with all that volatility to get there. So again, there's so many factors that play into a 60-40 portfolio and why we believe it's just such, mis there's so many misconceptions around it and why people are writing that it's dead and we don't think it's dead at all. And we continue to think that's going to be probably still one of the most popular portfolios as people retire. And we can hear that in your your presentation there in your voice. What in your opinion guys, where do you think volatility is going? Whenever whenever you have uncertainty, volatility will yes, always be yes. there and I don't think there'll ever be a time where you won't have uncertainty. So, it's here to stay. We just don't know when it's going to occur. And so it's all about preparation and in our prior podcast you've certainly heard us speak about preparation. And the more prepared you are, especially going into retirement, the more comfortable retirement you will have, not only you know emotionally, but actually seeing as and living and experiencing it throughout. Charlie? Yeah, no, it's true. Listen, it, it, there's not one day as an investor, you're not nervous. <laughs> For your whole investment life, you're gonna, there's going to be reasons why you are nervous and maybe sometimes should be nervous, but volatility doesn't mean loss. It only means loss when you sell. The one thing we can agree upon is that the markets are anything but uncertain and they'll always be uncertain, but we've been proven time and time again that regardless of how uncertain markets are and regardless of how much volatility there is, 
if you build a well-structured portfolio and you are patient and you build it based on your needs, you'll overcome any volatility. That sounds like a great place to wrap this up, but do you have any other thoughts before we do that? I think we, I think uh, we, I think we said it all. But just, it's like anything else. Whenever you read the, whenever you read something from the media, the media is always there to make you nervous because if they said, "Hey, sixty forty is great, never worry about it," they're not going to be able to sell ads around those publications. <laughs> right? right. So, so always take the media and what they say with a grain of salt and 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 just think you know look at history because history is a great way to judge the future of the markets even though we can't say there's no guarantee but history is always a great way to judge the future and, and the one and the one thing i'd i'd add to to all of this is as an investor just understand what you own and that's that's probably the best advice we can give because all be and as we mentioned, all because you're in a 60-40 portfolio, understand what that 40% is invested in as well as what that 60% is invested in. Fantastic. All right, gentlemen, how can listeners reach you to find out what their 60-40 is? As always, you can call our office at 631-777-1030 or visit us online at yourpathwaystowealth.com. Listeners, Charlie and Peter have so much more to share, both in previous podcasts and those yet to be recorded. So follow their show and let your friends and family know about it. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Your Pathways to Wealth podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at Wealth Enhancement Group or give us a call at 1-800-492-1222. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Wealth Enhancement Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.